Lives is a true crime podcast. Some of the content on this show might be too graphic for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hi guys and welcome to Crime Wives. I'm your host, Veronica. And I'm your host, Destiny. And I still don't know how to start this thing. <laughs> how are you today, everyone and Destiny? I mean, I think we're doing great. Yeah, yeah. But I think they want to hear your spiel. Oh, dang it. I mean, I was just asking how you were. Okay, (laughs) fine. Before I get into things, uh, before we get into things, I wanted to ask if you could do us a huge favor and stop whatever you're doing right now, keep your app open, but go to the part where you can rate and review us. Listen, if you want to give us two stars, fine. Would we prefer if you gave us five? (laughs) Yes. Sorry if you hate us, but... Either way, it helps us. So thank you for giving us rights and reviews. We love you, whoever you are. If you haven't also, if you could go to Twitter and Instagram and follow us, you don't have to if you don't want to, but if you do like us and you want to like see stuff. And interact with us. Get notifications about when we're uploading or what we're doing. And talk to us. And talk to us. That's Crime Wives Podcast. Um, at, that's both on Instagram and Twitter. However, if you'd like to like send us some case if you like do a bunch of your own research and you're like oh this is too much information for twitter or instagram we are crime wives podcast at gmail.com and we accept all emails right now <laughs> so all of them get weird i don't care not too weird also uh, no, uh, we, i, I mean care. do what you want <laughs> we don't we truly get weird i don't even care um the other thing is that if you are here to listen to crime stuff we will talk about crime stuff i promise this week we are talking about just destiny's case you have entered in a two-parter if you're starting now real weird but if you're this is the first time you've ever listened to the show we'll get to the crime stuff but first we're gonna talk about destiny <laughs> i guess we are yeah so what are you doing this week on wednesday <laughs> right i mean i talked about a little bit last week about we have like our mortgage lender, all that fun stuff. We met with them. So we're trying to buy a house. Oh, I know. It's exciting. Um, the reason we're trying to buy a house is because I have now put it probably, hopefully, on social media. Dude, if you haven't put this on social media, this is going to be great. <laughs> um, so if you follow me there, which some of our listeners definitely do, um, you know this. And some of you, if you're very close to me, you've known this. Um, but we need a bigger house because I'm pregnant. Yay! I can finally tell other people now. The secret is out. I can tell Lincoln he can tell other people now. <laughs> right. Lincoln's been keeping the secret a secret. He's been like, I've known for like, since she's new, basically. <laughs> yeah, like a, the day after, I feel like. Yeah. Very shortly. We're, well, I'm going to say on behalf of everyone that is somewhere in their car right now, like, what? <laughs> what? Congratulations. That's why you haven't been talking about wine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We haven't been drinking wine. If our If our episodes got better, it's because... In moral support of Destiny, I also haven't been drinking. I'm not pregnant, but I, it feels weird to show <laughs> up and drink. Staring at me drinking your wine. Also, I, I would live vicariously through you, so I, I know, wouldn't be upset. I, I've heard our old episodes where we were drinking. I'm like, wow, we were having a great time. And then I'm like, oh, I would be the only one. It would be you sounding just so educated and me slurring <laughs> the words like the. Like, yeah, like there was some definite slur days where you're like, oh, we, we were toasty. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and if you haven't realized in the last couple months, we have not been toasty. If our podcast got worse for you, sorry, but if it got better, it's because Destiny chose sobriety for our episodes for us, and together because, we're in this. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was like, didn't really have a choice, <laughs> but I'm sober now. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Newly exciting. married. Yeah. Newly pregnant. I tried so. to implement or implement or do like a foreshadowing in one of our last shows and I was like, oh, things are going fast. You got I know. married. You got a husband. I was like, wait, uh, maybe. I'm, it's just between me and you. <laughs> Like, yeah. we're the only ones that know. I mean, there's a couple of our listeners that definitely have known, um, but... Yeah. It, we're going to yeah. be... We're going from crime wives to crime moms, both of us. Yeah. It's that's... probably for the best that we stuck with crime wives, though. Yeah. Crime moms kind of doesn't feel right. Yeah. It just feels a little dark for, yeah. for the mom like, title. Ooh, crime moms. I'm into that. Sorry. But I have listened to... Never mind. Oh, there are some... Podcasts that, that are great. Yeah. That, that are mom-ish. Yeah. We're not dogging on you. We're just saying... Now we are with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I now it is a joint thing. First, it was like, (laughs) let's make me a wife, and then very quickly, it's like, let's make me a mom too. So here we are. It all Um, happened real fast. It's fine. It did. It was a very happily, happily unexpected surprise. Those are the best surprises, truly. I can say from someone who also did not plan a pregnancy (laughs) and was not married. (laughs) Hi, all of you judgmental people. I, it was the best thing that ever happened to me, so. I honestly always said, I'm going to end up pregnant before <laughs> I get married. Oh, like, I thought that was it. I thought that was the I'm end I'm going to end up pregnant. I'm going to end up pregnant. <laughs> no, no. I was like, I'm going to end up pregnant before I get married. I'm pretty sure I even awkwardly might have said it to Alex's mother. <laughs> like, I will have his kid before I actually commit to your son. Um, well, but. Good it job didn't. I, I it. apparently did it in the order I'm supposed to. If you see Boo. my face, I'm like quotes and whatever <laughs> they say. Yeah. Because um, well, if it would have happened the other way, I would have been just as happy. But yeah. you did we, it in the order that worked best for you, and that's yes. the order I believe in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Whatever works best for everybody. But I'll eventually drink wine again. Yeah. You'll eventually hear me a little tipsy toopsy. It'll be a while, but it's fine. Yep. And we'll just wait. Yeah. So on that note. I've been obviously hiding the secret from you guys and a lot of other people in my life. Um, but yeah. now it's like to the point where it's like, okay, you're starting to like have a little bit of a pooch. You should probably start telling <laughs> you people. You can't hide it anymore. There comes a point where it's not hideable. Yeah. At all. And I will, I also need to note that um, I was going to say this on our last episode, but my uh, brother in law was driving. He, he texted me the other day and goes, I've been listening to your podcast so much. I feel like we've been hanging out. <laughs> Like, so I know that he's probably like, oh, and she's pregnant? Wow, I know so much about the book now. (laughs) You're welcome, Tanner. (laughs) Right? I mean, you might know before social media knows, so that's just where we're at. Yeah. Because I procrastinate about posting things on social media. Everybody knows this. The day before a podcast, Destiny always will be like, hey, can you send me the info on it? And I'll send her info for it. I'm going to also be like, hey, don't forget to post your pregnancy because it's about to come out. Yeah, tell the public because you literally announced it. Because we're about to tell the public. (laughs) You have no choice. We're about to tell our fans that are from not even around here that you're pregnant (laughs) yeah so it's probably about time that I tell some of my friends that don't know yeah so it's gonna be what I look forward to is trying to figure out how to record a podcast when you have like a four week old (laughs) yeah that is gonna be interesting but we will figure we figured it out to this point exactly we've gone through sicknesses we've gone through weddings Mm -hmm. birthdays if we can make it through a newborn, it'll, we're going to have to. We are lifers. We're going to spend a lot of time recording a few months beforehand. Yeah. I'm going to be like, sorry, yeah, I'm going to sure. be at Destiny's. And I'm also going to be like, yeah, well, I have nothing better to do because I feel like Shamu. So <laughs> here we are. 
<laughs> it is how you feel, though. Doesn't matter what size you are, you just feel well, like. Well, I told Alex, I was like, I feel like I look weird today. And he was like, kind of. And I looked at him and I was like, I swear to God, in the next six months, you tell me I just look beautiful all the time. I was like, I don't care. Always disagree with me. I don't care if I look like a trap house. You tell me that I am beautiful. You never say kind of. Oh, Alex and his honesty. Well, and I know he wasn't even being, he was like fucking with me. Oh. Like he he was like, kind of. With like a giggle. And I'm like, I will. I will kind of murder you. Kill you. Yeah. Is that your husband leaving now? You probably heard me say, I will kill you. We have talked about murdering him in twice in the last five minutes, and he might be leaving now. If you can hear Well, his that's heart. what he gets for being loud. Bye, Alex. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, bye, love you. We're having a baby. He probably heard the announcement. He's like, ah, run, I gotta He's go. Like, ah, before I, like, get him in here. Hey, Alex, come tell everybody. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, and I've had him tell, like, a couple people. Because there's a few people that I feel, I feel awkward telling. Because mm-hmm. they're not that close to me, but they're close with Alex. So, yeah, that's for sure him. So I'm telling him, and I'm like, you need to tell this person because everybody around them knows, and they need to know. And he's like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) mm-mm. And then he has a couple beers, and he's like, all right, got to go tell her. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Okay. But he gets so, like, shy, and he doesn't like being the center of attention. Nope. So he Mm -mm. doesn't want to be the one to be like, like, he's super, and then they're like, are you excited? And he's like, I'm so excited. And he's like, if anybody... I want a boy. He want this guy wants a girl so bad. Oh, I love it. So now I kind of want a girl because yeah. I'm like I want him to. Whatever you do, don't get too heart set on either. Yeah, because I'll get what I get and I'll be very happy with it. Yes. Um. Yes. But yeah, but it's been weird. It's been a different. It's a. It just comes at you, and then all of a sudden you're almost like not the same human. <laughs> yeah, my life has already drastically changed, and yep. In about a few months' time. And uh, it's just going to continue. So. Yeah, well. There we are. I'm pretty sure everyone's stoked that can hear this right, right? now. Yay! Yeah. And y'all got a DD for a while. Yeah. I mean, I don't really need one. I have Travis. My husband's driver. Travis is your DD. <laughs> yeah. So. Travis, actually, Travis has came up to me at party because I've been... So Slowly if you guys wonder, telling. yeah, well, and if you guys wonder, like, the day after Halloween, I was like, I feel great. <laughs> and then, like, the day after my holiday party, I was up till 3 a.m., but I, I feel great like, because I was not I'm like, you over. have been dropping flags to these people for days. <laughs> they should have known. You haven't <laughs> spoken about wine in two months. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Travis has came up to me, and he's been like, it's nice to not only be the only sober person. And I was like, I got you, buddy. <laughs> We're in this together. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, well, that's great. We're happy Thanks. for you, and maybe after you post this, you could post pictures of your goddamn <laughs> wedding, because I think I'm the only person who cares about seeing them, but it was a beautiful day, and she I has have, only posted one picture. I have like a thousand pictures. I know you do. You're in the background of that picture, so could you not complain? I am? If you're not, your I, sisters are. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm definitely not. I'm pretty sure I was sitting next to whoever took that oh, picture Oh, okay, well, I think your sisters are there. <laughs> maybe your mom. It's probably no, my sisters. Kidding. Yeah. No. <laughs> Never mind on that. No. My mom wasn't there. <laughs> she wasn't there. <laughs> wow. Hey, Jen. <laughs> you rude. <laughs> you rude ass. But I know why, so that's why I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this feels like the right time to stop what we're doing and get into the crime stuff now. Bye. <laughs> So on that ridiculous note, what are you doing this week? Okay. 
So I'm going to be talking about Celeste Beard Johnson. Is her middle name Beard? No. It's, okay. So her married name becomes Celeste Beard. Oh, okay. Her maiden name Celeste Johnson, but oh, okay. I believe she kept both. And All right. Celeste Beard Johnson. All right. That's great. So that's where we're at. <laughs> beard. I'm sorry. Anytime Beard, anytime an inanimate object is in someone's last name i have to do like it celeste lamp yeah really <laughs> lamp johnson that's awesome i would not be i mean i would kind of i would look at my mom and be like for real mom really? lamp <laughs> i am lamp <laughs> no. i love lamp yes. um so anyways <laughs> so celeste was born february 13th 1963 and was adopted by edwin and nancy johnson Celeste said that as a child, she was abused by her adoptive parents. Um, And then, we're moving very quickly here. Okay. Just so you know. And when she was in high school, she tried to commit suicide. So that's all we have about her. She was abused, and then she tried to commit suicide, and that's it. For now. Okay. So when she was 17, Celeste got pregnant and had two twin girls with her husband, Craig Bratcher. This is not Beard. This is Bratcher. This is her first husband. Oh, okay. I can't judge her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Celeste and Craig ended up getting divorced, and Craig gained full custody of the two twin girls. Oh, she did not get custody. No. And this was like early 90s. Oh, This was earlier than 90s. This is early 80s. And she still did not not... get custody. Her husband got full custody of the twin girls. Did he have a lot of money, or was Celeste Craig Craig? Not that I know. Okay. But let's continue. Okay. Is this another one of those stories you're going to tell from her point of view and then at the end? Kind of. Kind of. Okay, actually. Cool. So All you're right. welcome. So Celeste ended up marrying twice more after oh, this, um, both ending in divorce and bringing us to now. Beard. To Beard. Okay. Um, and when she was working as a waitress at Austin Country Club in Texas. Oh. So she was a waitress at a country club. Okay. So while working there, she met a name. She met a name. She met a was name. his name Beard? His was. This <laughs> name guess. was Beard. She We're met not... a man named Stephen Beard. Oh, okay. That so. makes more sense. A little bit. All right. Um, so Stephen Beard was a retired Fox broadcasting executive and a self-made multimillionaire. Who never had a bare face, I hope. You cannot be a bare face man whose last name is Beard. That would be Did just... he have a beard? <laughs> disrespectful to your name. Yes. Just saying. Anyways. <laughs> just, Yeah. Okay. So, um, at the time when they met, Celeste was 30 and Stephen was 69. Oh. So he was retired. So like he definitely had a beard. <laughs> it might have been white, but it was a beard. Okay. So Stephen's wife um, had just actually recently passed away in 1993 from cancer. Um, and they had been, I think, married for like 42 years. Oh. Um, beautiful and sad. Exactly. So over the next year, he got to know Celeste a little bit better. Um, I mean... I know I have tons of, we have a couple friends that have worked at country clubs uh-huh. and they just talk about like the great yeah. relationships that they had with people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Your I also, brother-in-law. Yeah. My, both of my brother-in-laws work oh, there that's true. and I get to hear the other end of it where it's like, oh, they come in and do is complain. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, they do establish good relationships. Yeah. So. There's the good ones. There's the bad ones. This sounds like it was definitely a good one. Yes. Um, so he ended up convincing Celeste to move in with him. An attempt to help her get custody of her children. Oh. So, like, they ended up getting close. She's She's like, shared her life. I obviously have it together. You come live with me. You'll look like you also have it together. Yes. Got it. And we'll kind of get to how much he had it together here in a little bit. Okay. Um, so, after she agreed, she was like, I'll move in with you. And she regained custody of her children. 
Um, so this whole time, Stephen's like, yeah, she's just a housekeeper at my house. Um, we have a very professional relationship. She just works for me. Mm-hmm. But that all changed when his daughter walked in on him and his little housekeeper. Housemaid. Um, mm-hmm. in a hotel room. Wait, how did she walk into their hotel room? So I think there was like a big party. And then oh. I think she like went up to find her dad. Oh. And found not only her dad. But Celeste. And her dad. And her dad. And so he is like 39 years older than her. Uh-huh. So it's a vastly big age age gap. I just, I couldn't, I need it. I couldn't, I don't like that. <laughs> uh, that's just like, it's a very... Like everyone, it's a very specific preference. Like, by the, the what's I find odd, and I get people, love has no age. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, But, like, I think about, like, if I was 40. Uh-huh. And this child would be one. Yeah. That's Ew. what I think about. That's what Ew. I think about. I didn't, you, when you say it that way, yeah. Ew. 40, like your life is halfway completed <laughs> and this child is one years old. Your life is halfway completed is the best way I've ever heard 40 <laughs> described in my life. You're welcome. Oh You're welcome. Oh my gosh. Um, so basically the daughter walked in on them and they're like, well, we're not going to keep this a secret anymore. Yeah, can't. And, guess. which I'm guessing like part of the reason they kept it a secret is because their mom had died of cancer. Yeah. Being sensitive around the, the children. From his children. The children found out and they're like, okay, well, this is where I we're mean, at. I mean, how old was the daughter that walked in on them? Probably similar in age, I'm assuming. So that's another reason girl. to hide Yeah, that. it's like, yeah. that's my friend. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm older than her. Yikes. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, so they ended up in February of 1995 that you got married. Okay. Um, for the most part, everybody was like, Celeste is in this for the money. Yeah, I would imagine that's probably what they thought. Yes. So they lived their lives very lavishly and were consistently shopping and traveling. And Stephen even ended up adopting the twins. Oh. Um, so Celeste basically was like, I want my girls to have what I never had. Mm-hmm. Which is so, apparently beautiful things, and she was adopted, and all the bad stuff. Yeah. Okay. So she's like, will you adopt my daughters? And he's like, yeah, I'll adopt your daughters. Um, they just can't call me grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. That's true. Well, and they said that, like, so it was said that he was like, Celeste makes me feel young. She I'm loves sure she me. Uh-huh. And a lot of people said they witnessed their relationship and it was just very loving. Like, uh-huh. it seemed like they both just had a strong relationship and they really cared for each other. Well, that's good. That is good for now. For now. So, yeah. now we're going to skip ahead to 1999. Okay. So, we're about four years later. Celeste was going through a deep depression when her and Steven got into a fight about her overspending. Oh, this seems like it would be a good time to point out that she basically had an allowance of $35,000 a month. A month? <laughs> a month. What? And she, I don't she even said know what some. What did I do with $1,000 extra a month? <laughs> right. What? Oh. Um, yeah. So $35,000 a month. She said, like, if I wanted diamonds, I'd get diamonds. If I wanted this, I'd get this. If you are spending over $35,000 a month, you need to chill. And so she's spending, unless you're like a Kardashian. And you're flying somewhere daily. They're just giving Kardashians things at this point, though. Like, they, they don't even have to buy... Just, she's just like, hi, I'm Kim Kardashian. Can I have one of your planes? Sure, no problem. I you're like Kardashian? That. Of just course. Just take a picture in our plane and then um, you're fine. Maybe show your butt a little. I'm just kidding. Okay, so um, she basically... They got in a fight because she was overspending. And she always said, he would get mad at me for my spending. But then he, he would never stay mad at me. Okay. So oh. this time during the fight, she said that she might commit suicide. Uh-oh. So she admitted herself, actually, into a psychiatric hospital. 
Okay. While there, Celeste met another patient of the hospital, Tracy Tar- Tarleton. 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 Like Carlton with a T. Yeah. All right. Um, so Tracy was said to be delusional and have obsessive behavior. Okay. And soon Celeste became the target of her obsessiveness, oh. so to speak. Kind of, but it was definitely, I would say, a two-way street. This, um, this is taking a turn that I was not expecting. <laughs> So she's in... Keeping you on your toes. Yeah, she's in a facility, meets a person, and this lady is kind of like... They kind of start talking. They just become friends. And they, at one point, like, um, Tracy was giving Celeste, like, a back rub, and then they moved... Separated rooms. Oh. Like, they were moved. Okay. So the back rub was frowned upon. (laughs) Not normally... Yeah. Okay. It's good to know. Yeah. They... Got separated. <laughs> um, and so after they both left the hospital, they continued their relationship. Oh, it's now being referred to as a relationship. Because this is now, they're kind of a little closer, we'll say. Okay. So on October 2nd, 1999, Stephen was sleeping alone in his room mm-hmm. when he felt a sudden pain Uh-oh. in his chest. Uh-oh. Um, and so it was more in his stomach, and he called 911 saying he needed an ambulance that his guts had jumped out of his stomach. What? And he was in so much pain and had no idea what had happened. His gut. That's just what he he was on the phone with 911. This is but like a direct they, like, quote. Did he? I think he looked down and he had seen. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Like You can't see what I'm doing, but she's like. She's doing like in the movie when all, there's like spewing out. blood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe he was like throwing up and he's like, Oh my guts came out but no. his guts are literally out. His and things are coming out of his body. Oh, okay. So when the police showed up to the house, they banged on the door but received no response. So apparently somehow they saw Steven in the window, so I don't know if his bed was next to the window and he was like waiting for the police. Uh-huh. Um but they ended up they got no answer, so they broke the door down. Okay. Um, and then they headed to his room because they had seen him through the window. They said they thought that he had recently had surgery because when they got up there, um, it looked like maybe a wound, like he had broke through a stitching or something like that. Okay. So, um, what? Okay. Yeah. So there was just a wound on his stomach. They said that it looked like basically maybe he had like a cut, an incision, and then he had like bursted through a stitching and that's why there was all this blood and things were happening. Had he previously got surgery? Keep listening. Okay. Um, so that's just what the police thought that they just saw. Saying, this is what we yeah, see. This, this is what we're. This saying. is what we're thinking. Okay. Um, and around this time, Celeste and one of the twins um, came up from another wing of the house. A wing. Of I the read house. that and I was like, I have to put that in. Yeah, because they're basically at a hotel room, right, or a hotel right now. Yeah. To... So they came from another wing of the house, asking <laughs> what the officers were doing there. Um, when they were informed that Stephen had a bad injury. Um, and there, she was like, oh, my God, don't let him die, okay. was one of her first statements. Okay. So officers were basically doing what they could. They informed her of the husband, um, and Stephen was taken to the hospital. I think I will note that if if Travis was hurt in front of me and there was EMTs, I think I would also say, whatever you do, don't let him die. I think as a wife in love with my husband, I would probably say something like that. Like, But I don't know... That it would oh, come but I don't out know of if my she had seen this at this time. Oh. I think they were like, she's, he's been hurt. 
And, and I, oh. so I don't know. Like, okay. If she could have totally known, and that's why she was like, I was thinking at first, I was like, that's such a fishy thing. But then I, while you're talking, I'm like, would I maybe say the same thing? <laughs> Just because I I think him. I would be on the ground saying, oh my God, and hysterical. Yeah. But I also yeah. don't know. So. I don't know that those words would actually come out of my mouth. Yeah. So. We've never been in the situation, thank God. Hopefully, I never Hopefully, have. never have to. Um. So... Basically, so Stephen was taken to the hospital, and then they're investigating a little more, and they found a shell casing from a gun. Uh-oh. And immediately started looking at this case a little differently. Uh, yeah, because that is sometimes why guts fall out of people. So, he had been shot oh, in the stomach. How was there no bullet? How did he not? What? He just, apparently, he was asleep, like probably a dead sleep. Uh-huh. Didn't realize. Now that I'm telling you, there might have been a little bit more to it that I can tell you about here in a little bit. Okay. Um, but, so, shot, there was a casing. Um, and it looked, basically it looked like maybe the house had been ransacked a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but also maybe not. Like, like a lot of things, things were missing. going through, going, like, there's a lot of clothes on the ground, things like that. Uh-huh. A little bit of money was missing from his wallet, but... Had been gone through, but A otherwise. lot of their expensive jewelry was there, everything like that. Just looked suspicious. Tiny like, did you just flag. stage a burglary? Uh-huh. So, Celeste would not allow the police to interview Stephen while he was in the hospital, and actually Stephen um, ended up being in the hospital for quite some time, uh-huh. and after about four months, he died from a blood clot. Oh, because he's elderly at this point, I'm sure. I guess he was 70 at the time. He was 69, so, so around this time he's like 75. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's so not that, Stephen that passes old, away. but when you're shot, oh, sad day. So okay. Celeste the whole time playing this doting, distraught wife, um, while the police were conducting their inf- investigation into certificate. Welcome. So they ended up interviewing Tracy. Oh, right, right, right. She's back in the story. Yes. And okay. so they get her name somewhere, which I will find out later where they get it. Okay. Um, when asked about the crime, Tracy was very forthcoming and said she did it for Celeste. Oh. She just was like, well, I love her. And she said, will you please? So at first, she gave them a gun. Uh-huh. And they had the gun. And she didn't think for a certain reason that it would be linked to her. Oh. So... When she gave it to them, she's like, I'm just going to give it to him. I'm fine. Yeah. She ends up giving it to him. They arrest her. More questioning happens. Well, she's like, I did it for Celeste. I'll answer your questions. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, well, duh. If it's, if it gets tied back to you, what? What? I will get back to it. She a dumb So when they asked if Celeste loved her husband, so they asked Uh. Tracy, did Celeste love her husband? She said, no. Quote, she often called him disgusting. She thought that he was a ridiculous old fat man. Oh, man. I mean, okay, I hate Celeste. That's all. <laughs> okay. Um, and so she also stated that Stephen was emotionally abusive to Celeste mm-hmm. um, and always speaking down to her. Well, unfortunately, that probably is partially true because he's he's literally twice her age. I mean, yeah, like speaking down to her, but I'd... Probably talking... I'm not... From what it sounds like, he was very, like... A very sweet husband. It's, he's probably just trying to teach her things in life. Like, well, when I was your age. I mean, maybe, <laughs> but I think he was just madly in love with her. And uh-huh. she was like, no, he talk, she, he belittles me. He makes me feel like a piece of crap. He's super abusive. So um, probably most of it is fake, fake, fake. 
Fake, fake. So, <laughs> the couple were about to leave to a three-week trip to Europe when Celeste showed up to Tracy's house very upset, saying she just couldn't do it anymore, that he was so abusive and it was pushing her to want to commit suicide. Okay, this is the third time in life that she has said she's going to commit suicide to get out of something that she's mad about. Correct. So, Tracy, yes. So, yeah. Tracy wanted to help um, because she obviously wasn't just a friend to her. She was her lover. Right. And it... Tracy at this time was arrested. Um, Tracy actually ended up being released on bond, and their affair literally continued after this. Of course it did. Um, but it started to get very rocky, and it got to the point where they're like off and on again, off and on again, and then finally they just call it quits. Okay, good. And it's more I, on Celeste's side where she's like, I'm just, I can't do this anymore kind of thing. You mean where she uses another person to get what she wants and then says, I can't do this anymore because I'm sensing a trend here. <laughs> so not even three weeks after they call it quits, Tracy's reading the newspaper um, and sees that Celeste has remarried. What? And was headed to Aspen with her new husband. What? First of all, no one's been charged in her husband's murder, and it was clearly a murder. Nope. And now she is remarrying and going to Aspen. Well, so Tracy's still going through, like, the the process for this. Because her gun has been linked. uh Uh-huh. So she's 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 going to jail. She's the only person right now. And she's going to jail. Like, it's it's a known thing. Well, while this is happening, she's going to jail. Yeah. Okay. Um, So Tracy started to realize that this woman just literally manipulated the fuck out of her. Yeah, used her and met her when she was in a facility, just, like, totally used her. Like, I mean, they were both, yeah, like... Tracy was out probably, if she was in the facility, she was probably in a very sensitive state. Yes. And she just was got still, uh, manipulated. Yeah, just came back home and was like, oh, I know what I can do. <sighs> so, um, after about a year of Tracy kind of stewing on information, she's like, I'm going to tell them the truth. I'm going to tell them everything that happened and how Celeste was behind the whole murder plan. Ah, this feels like the wrong time to do it because now people are going to question your reasoning for telling them everything. But, um, we'll see. I mean, I would. As a cop, I'd be like, wait, why didn't you just tell us this in the first place? But I guess you are in love with her. Okay. She got married. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, love triangles are so rough. Tracy went in depth um, about how the day before the shooting on October 1st, she met up with Celeste. Um, So this is Tracy's testimony. She said, Celeste told Tracy that one of the twins would be gone the following evening, but her and the other twin would be in a different room. Okay. Celeste showed her where to park, how to enter the house, walked her through the house, and told her where Stephen would be sleeping. If there's wings in this house, whoever knew where he was sleeping knew where he was sleeping. Oh, exactly. (laughs) And they, of course, this house, it has wings. Yes. It has a security system. Was Uh, the security system on? Of course not. not. By some trick of fate, it is never on when it needs to be. It's never on. No matter where it is. So Celeste said that she would find um, the bullet shell before she called the cops and dispose of it. Okay. She's... Oh no, like... Yeah, or if she... They assumed it would go through, which it did. Oh, it went all the way through? It went all the way through. And that's why it was left on the bed. It wasn't inside of him. It was left on the bed. And that's why they found it after he went to the hospital. Okay, that's why that is not... I just, that's bananas to me. So she said that she would go get it mm-hmm. and that she would dispose of it. And she told her, uh, Tracy, Celeste told Tracy to shoot him in the stomach to avoid a mess. Which I was like, how to avoid That's a- like, what? No matter where you shoot him, it's going to be You're a messy. making a mess, first of all. But exactly. The stomach 
is not going to kill him. So she said, shoot him in the stomach to avoid a mess, and I'll wait to call the police until he bleeds out. Oh, but he called the police. So she wasn't expecting that he would be able to call the police. Oh, my. What did she, has she, I mean, I understand how movies work, but, like, you don't just, not everyone, especially most people, don't just die when they get shot in the stomach. No. So what she decided was I'm guessing it probably had something with old age and a little bit more that I'll get to. Okay. Um, So once Tracy showed up that night, everything was as planned. Mm -hmm. The house was unlocked, the security system was off, and she was able to easily get in the house and shoot him. She was just and trying easily get out to do it for the woman that she left. Because she thought that this man was pushing her t- to the point where she was about to kill herself. Yes. So, of course, she wanted to save her lady. Unfortunately. <clears throat> so, on March 28, 2002, Celeste was arrested and her trial for oh. this began. Okay. Okay. So, Celeste does get arrested. Celeste is arrested. Okay. Yes. After her... But, because of the testimony, like you said... They're like, well, this is like an accomplice testimony. Like, we can't, this can't be the thing that is the nail in the coffin, obviously. Right. So we need to prove that she was, in fact, behind this. Which they do have, like, the security systems off. Like, Mm -hmm. certain things. The where she parked. Uh Uh-huh. And more. So more comes out. Um, They used Tracy's testimony along with her twin daughters that (gasps) spoke. Oh, right. Their testimonies claimed that they had heard their mother make threats against Stephen and that their mother was very emotionally abusive to them. Even, like, they even played voicemails of their mother yelling at them. Oh. So, so one of them... they spoke against their mom. Yes. Oh. So one of them said, quote, you better get your ass home tonight, end quote. Which I was like, eh. as a teenager, if I would be gone, uh-huh. I don't think my mom ever... My she, mom's a frightening woman, and she would leave voicemails like that. And I can guarantee she's never had anyone murdered. So, <laughs> so my mom's a frightening woman, but my mom, my mom is a frightening yet stoic, very intelligent woman <laughs> who calls you and says, "My mom has her masters in rehabilitate rehabilitation. Very smart, very into psychology. Psychology still- being the main point, she would call me and be like." So, when you're done at your friend's house, you need to come home and we need to have a conversation. And you're like, well, and I'm like, okay, so I'm leaving. I have to go right now because I have the worst anxiety and I need to get home. (laughs) A mom saying that? Like, it's one thing if, like, your significant other, you're like, oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Your mom says you're like, well, I'm gonna die. Yeah, she's like, well, when you're done, when you're done having a great time that you're having. Oh, I hate um, that. That's freaking me out. I need to come home. And I'd be like, oh. Oh my god! I well, I would it. like to invite everyone to my funeral that's next week. Also, I'm I have to go right now because I'm so stressed that I'm gonna die, <laughs> and I just always so I would always just race home. Yeah. No matter what I was doing, I was like, I'm out. So yes, a mom sending a, a voicemail like that isn't necessarily indication. However, that's not to say that those kind of those are good descriptions of how someone can get or sound when they're mad or be so, kind of mad. Yeah, so there was that there was that one and I was like, okay. Yeah, well, boring mother. example, we've all had scary moms. So then there's also one that says, and I'm sorry that I have all of these mental problems. Just as soon as I get home, I feel like just sticking a knife down my throat. Oh my gosh. She, okay, listen. I understand <laughs> this is going to offend someone out there. But so... She's not only kind of kind of aggressive, but she's also dramatic AF. <laughs> if my mom called me and said, I just, when I'm home, I want to stick a, and I'm sure it was more if like, anyone, I'm home and I want to stick a knife down my throat. I'd be like, you, 
That will fix it. Okay. I yeah. honestly might also, make this into something also, that I jokingly say. Yeah. I'm going to stick a knife down my throat. <laughs> That's how terrible it was. Like, I understand that, 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 first of all, that's so severe. That's not something you say lightly. Like, yeah. what you're doing is you're making all of, you're manipulating the people's feelings around you to be like, whoa, that's a dramatic thing to say. So she's saying, I'm going to go stick a knife down my throat. You're, the first thing you want to do is be like, are you okay? It's like I guess if my mom was this way, maybe, uh-huh. and just manipulative and dramatic and everything like this, I'd be like, you know, people get paid for that. <laughs> go to the circus. <laughs> and if my mom said that, I'd be like, well, your daughter's good at balloon animals, so you guys can start a show. Right? <laughs> we <Yikes>. got this. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously, so this is some of their points of view of their mom. Yeah. Um, they also talked about how Celeste would substitute Steven's liquor. So he drank vodka. But she would substitute it with Everclear, which uh. whoever doesn't know, that's a str- way stronger kick. Mm-hmm. That'll kick you on your ass. It hits you in weird places. Um, so she, instead of just his vodka, she would do Everclear and then crush up sleepy pills and get him to pass out. Oh, so she was like giving him like a date rape drug. Basically. So basically, <laughs> like maybe that night that he called the cops. It I'm thinking that there was something like that. Was she there a also- toxicology on his like afterwards mentioned? No, no, I don't think so. No, I mean, and I also know. I do think that if there were his prescribed drugs, that they did a toxicology. He drinks on it, vodka and he takes sleeping pills. These are his own. Yeah, that's I just what he don't does. believe he did them together. Uh, yeah, probably not. So they even said that on the nights that some of the nights that she would do that, that Tracy would come over. So the twins said Tracy would come over. She would stay the night. We would see her. What? So the twins so like was, knew so they that were, their like, mom was scanning him, putting him to bed, Not and then they. Tracy would come over. Well, I mean, Tracy, Celeste. Celeste. Was. I meant like Tracy and her, but I guess Tracy was probably not in on this dating no. part. It was mainly Celeste doing these. Putting him, okay, he's in bed now. Now you can you're, come you're over. You're in bed. Now my girlfriend can come over. Oh. Um, she even told the worker at her salon right before the vacation they went on that she hated, quote, she hated the bastard. She wished he was dead. Oh, well, you shouldn't say that to you, Dub. You never tell any secrets to the person who does your hair because they know everyone. And they talk to everyone. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, I heard about that. I heard uh. about that Nancy down the street. She's a little scandal. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Everyone knows about you now, Celeste. You told the <sighs> hair workers. Thankfully, I'm saying this and I'm fairly certain that the girl who does my hair is not listening. I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen to the podcast, but if she does and she gets to this part, she's like, oh, cool, Ronica has never tell me anything. Cool, Ronica. So, sorry. Um, the girl that does my hair a lot listens to our podcast all the time. So. Okay. Well, sorry to um, you too, but it's the truth. But she knows everything. Yeah. So. So, they know Um, And so, basically, she was like, yeah, she said that to her hair worker. So the twins also spoke about how their mother was involved in an affair with actually their old father-in-law as well. So one of the two men that she had married oh. um, in that weird time. Um, and that one of the twins went to their lake house and walked in on, her and her boyfriend went to their lake house and oh. walked in on their mom with their old father-in-law. With their old father-in-law? Not father-in-law. Their old stepfather. stepfather. There we go. Yeah. Okay, I was Sorry. like, wait a second. They're so married. She was just hooking up with lots of... She was a... Oh, I mean, that. If you're married, I'm sorry. If you're married (laughs) and you're hooking up with all these people, you should probably chill, chill the fuck out. You should, and you should probably just get a divorce. Just be single. That's the thing that I can never get. I never could get that through my brain. Why couldn't she just be single? I guess she wouldn't have wings in her house if she was single, though. So she'd be getting divorced. She might get a little money. She greedy. (laughs) 
So they, um, the twins also talked about how their mom, and I, so they have names, but I kind of wanted to leave them out because. Probably for the best. They're younger. Um, how, well, they're like It'd 17, be weird if they 18 in this. They have names. Yeah, they have names. <laughs> um, so the mom suggested that one of the twins go stay at their lake house for the weekend. Oh. The weekend that Stephen was murdered. Weird time. Or was shot. For just one of them? Just one of them. I think probably maybe she was like, go hang out with your friends. Maybe they just didn't hang out with the same social group. She probably um, was trying to get rid of both of them. It was like, well, one's better than none. Fine. So she told that one to go. She told one of the twins, go stay at the beach house. Take some of your friends. And then she was like, um, Stephen got really drunk and he started hitting the dog. So she dropped oh. the dog off at the lake house. And everybody says that the dog, Stephen, like, the dog was Stephen's baby. He was never, would never put his hands on How is she going to shoot, how is she going to shoot her husband if the dog that would probably be like, what are you doing here? Bark, 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 bark. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So. You mean the little tiny alarm? (laughs) Exactly. So she went and dropped the dog off at the lake house with one of the twins. I bet you she kept one of those other ones there because she needed a witness. Mm. No. that could be like maybe just to account for her being across that's the house. True. That's no true. That's true. I don't think you're wrong there. So the other twin, um, but I also think that they just hung out in separate social groups and mm-hmm. it was easy to get rid of one. So then the other twin actually went on a date with her boyfriend mm-hmm. and said, "You actually have a strict curfew tonight," which she never had. Cur- they never had curfews. They were able oh. to do whatever they want. She was like, "You need to be home by this time." Um, and your boyfriend can't stay the night. And apparently, her boyfriend would stay the night all the time. She's like, "I need you to be home." Before I'm going to kill your father, so if you could just be home by nine, uh, murder's gonna happen at eleven. See you later. Would be perfect. Um, and so all of this was very unusual. And then basically, she had woken up, and her mother was like, "Hey, I think there's somebody at the door. Can you go check check the door?" Okay. So the twin goes to the door, uh-huh. and she sees like police lights, and she's like, "What the fuck?" And her mom. And then she hears Stephen. Like, Uh yelling and moaning. So she runs, like, up to his room. Her mom trails behind her. um, And that's when they appeared to the officers. Mm -mm, Mm-mm. No. First of all, where was she at the, like, according to her daughter, where the heck was she when her own husband's upstairs? So she was sleeping in a room next to her. Is apparently just how it worked out. she no longer even sleeps Uh, I think they do typically share rooms. She just this... This like sometimes would not because she had her thing with Tracy and she had her thing where it wasn't was it weird wasn't things going weird on. but it wasn't weird for her to not sleep in the room but it also was like they do still sometimes uh huh uh huh so the twins were questioned by police asking if they had any idea who would have shot Stephen and this is when the they gave the officers Tracy's name oh they were like that's who the so name. the twins were like well she's got this, a girlfriend she has a girlfriend it could be her um it. and then later that day Celeste told them not to cooperate with the police oh and then after Stephen died four months later she said Stephen's dying wish was for you to not cooperate with the police I'm sure like calm down get you out of your mom oh the worst. So at this time, she has a lot of money. She has a good part of his inheritance because he did have other children, things uh-huh. along those lines. Um, and she ended up hiring a personal assistant, Donna Goodson. That um, So Donna said that Celeste's life was sleep all day and party all night. Sounds like it. And she got involved with a lot of men, including her now husband, bartender Cole Johnson, which is who she married when... Tracy oh, read about Aspen? all of this. Yes. In Aspen. Okay. 
So we kind of went back in time again. Okay. Um, but Donna said one day that they were talking about Tracy, and Celeste said, quote, it would take two pieces of evidence to indict somebody. Indict? Indict? <laughs> It'll take two pieces of evidence. Put that dick in someone. <laughs> um, so indict, just in case everyone, anyone's wondering. Sorry, I have um, to. <laughs> to indict somebody for murder. One would be the gun, and the other would be Tracy. So when Donna mentioned Tracy might already be working with the police, Celeste asked her if she knew anyone that could get rid of Tracy. Oh, no. And she said, for the right amount of money, you could get her assistant said, for the right amount of money, you can get anyone. Oh. Which I'm like, hey, assistant, you might be feeding the fire um, right now. I think that you're, yeah, yikes, yikes, yikes. You're in a little over your head. So then she started, I think that Donna took advantage of it, though, because she started giving money to to Donna and asked Donna to find someone to kill Tracy. Ah, was it around this time that she thought maybe she should go to the police? So, I, but I think Donna, because she kept giving Donna money. And oh. Donna's, Donna's like, I'm looking for somebody. I'm looking for somebody. Don't like, worry, I'm still keep looking. Keep giving me money. Years I wouldn't by. be literally, like, pushing this lady for money who's trying to get me to kill somebody for her. I'd be like, yeah, $10,000. All right, I'm out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then, so, yeah. So, she's, like, trying to get all this, or she's getting all this money from her. Um and then her daughter actually notices that Celeste is giving Donna all this money. Oh. She's like, why are you giving her all the money? And she literally got irritated and pissed off. And she was like, I'll kill you. To her daughter? To her daughter. Oh, God. Now she's got this crazy God complex. One per she feels like she got away with one. So now she's like, well, I'm going to pay her to kill somebody. And now, oh, also, I'll kill you too. Like, ugh. Exactly. And so finally, like, her daughter was like, okay, but she said, Tracy, she was like, I'll kill you. And then she was like, I was going to pay to get Tracy killed, but I decided to call it off. You told your daughter? So she told her daughter this. Okay. So let me remind you when I started, like, kind of the more information, this Uh is all testimonies from the twins. Oh, So this is all stuff that's coming out about her during her trial. Her own daughter's saying, so she obviously along the lines... Somewhere along the lines, super duper wronged her relationship with her daughters because they are. Well, and like she had lost custody over them. Mm -hmm. When she actually got custody of them, one of them was living with their dad in like a different state, and one of them was living with a grandparent in another state. But and then she brought them back together. Oh, so they've had they've been all over the place as well too. And I think they came to her when they were like thirteen at this time. So and then they lived with Stephen thirteen to seventeen basically. Mm -hmm. And so I think that mom, they, it sounded like they really liked Steven. Yeah. I, it sounds like they had every reason to. Yeah. So. So there's that. Um, so after hearing the testimonies and showing exactly the type of manipulative, abusive person Celeste was, she was convicted of capital murder and sentenced to life in prison. And she'll be eligible for parole in 2042. 2042! So she's got some time. Wowzers, bowsers. And Tracy was actually released in August of 2011. Okay, so she's out. She's out. All right. I mean, she did a bad thing. However, I absolutely believe that she was manipulated to do so. No, I do too. Excuse. Yeah, like never an excuse, but also just... Some people, people get did, caught up with the wrong freaking people. And they get, you, some people get so in love that they are not thinking like themselves. And we're like, absolutely, I'll do anything to keep you happy. And then she did that. Yeah. 
Yikes. That's a good one. Yeah, I've just, I've, the love triangles, they've gotten me. Yeah. I'll do my sources real quick Murderpedia, Wikipedia, um, CBS News, and actually like the court documents that read like Ooh. their whole testimonies and things like that. But it was wild. They're wild. Celeste is asshole and celeste still is like i'm innocent of i had nothing she to do with this it. lady uh, she used parenting skills she's not good at that wife skills not good at that committed relationship not good at that lying not good at that manipulative <laughs> semi yeah good at that. So, i mean she's fantastic at manipulating so, that's about her one you got some strength. real real not good talent not lady. good talent. Not a fan. You're not using it wisely. So see you in... Could have probably done a lot of other things with it. And you probably still could have ended up with a lot of money. Yes. Without you manipulation power. You tried to be happy in a marriage and also not killed your husband. Things probably would have been fine. Also, you could have got divorced. Divorce is better than murder. And you probably still would have ended up with some money. <laughs> I think that's my new quote. Divorce is better than murder. <laughs> it's 100% accurate. New tattoo. Divorce yeah. is better than murder. <laughs> that's a... Real fitting for us being called crime wives, me saying divorce is better than murder. And then it's like, see, it's a good thing that, yeah, our husbands don't hopefully listen all the way to the end. Yeah, we know Travis is not listening. I could say so many things right now. Travis will never know. And then there's the one, or no, his brother would call him and be like, so divorce is better than murder. Tanner. And like, God damn it, I'm Tanner. Like, poke him both of his eyes. <laughs> Tanner, get out of here. I'm trying to talk crap about Travis at the end of my show when he can't hear me. Who knows? Tanner could have tuned out by now. To either. No, you're not. You're still listening. Hi, we appreciate Tanner. you. On that note, Bye, everybody Tanner. else, thanks for listening, guys. Crime Wives out.